0: you need motivation and inspiration to get you off the couch and boss up? We've got you covered. Welcome to the Build or Destroy podcast. Self-improvement, education, business, relationships, financial literacy, investing, and doing for self. Let's do this. Here's your host, Anthony Barber Jr., aka The Builder.
1: What's up, good people? It's your boy back with another episode of the Build or Destroy Podcast. And today we're gonna gotta, uh we're gonna talk about something that's really uh been on my mind lately, and that's uh, how the OTC is gonna get an extreme makeover uh 2023 and beyond just give a my perspective on things and as i you know things about the market and how i think how i see it shaping up you know things of that nature so let's get into it so first off i want to give my perspective on like the mindset of the market right and when i say that i'm basically talking about like the, the the mindset of the traders and the investors that I see, you know, happening, right? There's a lot of developments. There's a lot of um, new mindsets, you know, new evolved mindsets and and, and ways of thinking popping up. And this is a good thing. Um, A lot of uh, veterans in the OGZ, including myself, a lot of people that have been here five, 10 years, things of that nature, been investing, um, scrapping, fighting, all that stuff, you know, getting our cheese getting our paper up, you know, we've been stressing education. We've been stressing, um, education period overall, you know, whether it be learning level two, learning how to read filings, um, stock scanners, you know, reading a chart, basic technical analysis, you know, things of that nature and the importance of like knowing all these different things and like, and just, Constantly being a student because the market is so much stuff layered, right? Like, you know, you have all these different things and all these different tools at your disposal that a lot of older investors, you know, I I, I call them older. But like, I would say our predecessors didn't really have, man, a lot of these like the Warren Buffett's like, you know, he was an investor. He wasn't really a trader necessarily. You know, he was like a, a pure, a purist. He was like a pure fundamental guy you know he you know he, he had conviction in his investments and you know he he tried to like invest in things that had staying power which he still does by the way you know he, he uh he followed not necessarily trends but like long-term themes not necessarily a trend because you know trends can end but the long-term theme of the market like where it's actually ultimately heading and and, and, and how markets g- genuinely, you know, gen- genuinely react to certain things. <clears throat> I'm not saying he was an expert at calling tops or bottoms. I'm just simply saying, like, he knows inherently that 90% of companies tend to fail. Not to say that he's a perma bear or he's a bearish, you know, type of investor. It's just that you have to kind of go into the market knowing that, like, you know, everything that looks good isn't going to be here for a while or, or for at all you know it might turn out to be a flip-floppy scam or just it might get busted up for whatever reason legal reasons or you know, sh- sh- you know shady dealings and the ceo doing some backstabby stuff it, all types of things right my point and there is a point my point in all of this is you know you're going to have to really be sharp and And really take it seriously if you're gonna make some money and I know I say that a lot stress that a lot a lot of us do but I'm gonna keep pounding the table on this because a lot of the bloated in my opinion a lot of the bloated uh, fundamentally unbalanced vague uh, shaky ground type of stocks are still gonna be around because you kind of need that bullshit you know, in the midst of the good stuff, you need you need the minutiae. You need the bullshit to be kinda hanging out on the corner smoking a smoking a cigar and and sipping some five o'clock vodka. You know, you need that bullshit so that you can be like, oh yeah, that looks nice or that you know, you need to see the, you know, the you need to see that bullshit out there. So you can spot the good stuff when you when you see that too. You know, you you won't even know a good investment if you didn't never experience a bad one. So you need the bad shit. But what I'm saying is like, the OTC is going to get a makeover in the form of, there's going to be exponential growth, in my opinion, when it comes to quality investments. What do I mean by quality? Quality in terms of a share structure that's not too fat. You know what I'm saying? Um, And and, and it's personal preference. You know, like me personally, I don't really want to deal with companies that have a share structure over five billion max and if it's that big unless they're doing some really like heavy stuff like like unless it's just like a mining company where we're talking like big time future revenues and and your mining companies have a tendency to like have like slower growth and they don't necessarily have to raise funding if anything they, they end up giving dividends right um And it's like a slow roll, you know, it's like a slow burn, um, waste management. You know, these are companies that's going to be around for a while mining companies, you know, waste management, you know, things that's like, you know, that you don't really expect to have like super hyper bullish type movements and runs, unless, uh, it's on the back of a beautiful filing where they are, they're raking in hundreds of millions of dollars in like profits and stuff like that then it justifies a powerful move to the upside but then but but then again when you see that powerful move it's not unwarranted like you don't you don't get shocked by it you're like hell yeah you know they're undervalued you know we were just waiting on the numbers to come out it's that type of thing so like i don't mind investing in something that has like a share structure of like you know five billion four billion three billion something like that if if the overall um narrative if the overall structure of the company you know warrants the the share structure being that big right on the other hand though i'm i'm really like biased towards like low floating stock you know uh anything from like 100 million shares to 800 to 900 million shares max you know you know basically sub sub billion anything you know under a billion shares you know is you know 900 million or less you know that's that stuff that i'm really i'm really um bullish on um i've been keeping my eye on that i've been loading those because the thing about it like i said it's all about um investing in things that can move with ease uh when volume does come into it you know i'm saying like you're not really worried about you know, a pump, you know, this isn't about chasing things that's gonna pump. Like low floats do pump because, you know, like I said, they they have ease of movement because there's not a lot of shares to really be playing around with and jawjacking with. You know, you're gonna have your flippers, but usually flippers are people that get in really early, you know, like super early, and then they wait. They they buy a giant position and then they kinda just you can eat off of that. That's the thing about evolving. Like You know different trading styles and different you know methodology and stuff like that like there's tons of ways you can approach it like a lot of people don't like getting in until volume hits okay that's cool but like you can't really hate on the person that got in when like nobody gave a fuck you feel me like you can't really get mad at the person that was willing to put their money up when the company didn't have hardly anything going on and like nobody was looking at it and nobody gave a shit because it wasn't hyped up twitter didn't blow up about it you know people weren't pumping it people weren't like posting a bunch of stuff about it it was just like that person did their due diligence on their own first loaded their position got you know got into position early and then the story unfolded and then lo and behold they had a gem on their hands like you can't get mad at that you know that's you know the early bird gets the worm like that's just what it is so like moving forward in 2023 and beyond like i'm just saying like I, i see a lot of investors like Getting tired of like, you know, hitting their head against the wall and this beautiful thing I see the OTC as a whole getting smarter. I see um, You know not necessarily things pumping here and there or whatever like it was back in you know 2019 2018 2020 whatever, but I see a lot of substantial long sustained runs where a lot of stocks are going to hold their gains um, for the long haul, you know, especially next year, it's going to be some really monster um, gains to be had. You know, millionaires are going to be minted. You know, I know for a fact I'm running up. I'm I'm I'm, I'm sitting on potentially five million dollars worth of investments right now, unrealized. Like, you know, it just hasn't hit yet, but it will. Like, <coughs> excuse me. Um, And that's just you know me being like totally blunt about it like you know that's how much conviction I have in some of these you know companies that I'm in because like the OTC still has that stench on it right Uh, and when I say stench I mean like people still look at everything in the OTC like it's shit like it's trash like it's not worth anything like it's not legit and it's like dude, like between OTC pink otc qb otc qx like there are some beautiful companies beautiful share structures like they're working on some really good shit like they like these are legit companies, like as legit as they come but like it, it has no volume like nobody's really looking at it they're too busy focusing on big board shit you know options you know shit like you know uh low cap swing stuff and, that, and that's beautiful and that's great right but i'm saying like i think overall between otc pink otcqb and otcqx like you're going to see an influx of investors like really looking at these companies you know under a microscope and saying damn like this shit was sitting here this whole time and and i was just too scared to or i was too cheap to invest in it and that's another thing a lot of people are just really they're still really cheap man you know they're oh i only got a hundred bucks and i want to turn it into a million so i'm gonna buy this super liquid super bloated stock and, and I can and I can buy um it's in trips so I can buy a couple million and then if it goes to a penny I can you know make you know 20 thirty thousand that sounds great bro but you know the crazy part about that you'll never liquidate that position not your full position because everybody is trying to hit the door at the same time this is the problem with bloated share structures that are super liquid and it just has a bunch of hype and it's beat that's that's the shit that's being pumped because that's the only thing that you really can pump you know what i'm saying because it's like it's so liquid that yeah it's it's a lot of it's cheap it's super cheap and every you know if you have a hundred thousand people all putting a hundred (laughs) dollars in like yeah it's going to move up you know what i'm saying but at the same time how many people are trying to hit the exit at the same time? Also, a lot of people are coming in the door, but a lot of people are trying to leave out of the door at the same time. Everybody everybody has the same uh, target in their sights. Like, you know, everybody want to make five grand, 10 grand, 30 grand, 40 grand. Like, it's like, bro, like somebody's going to make some money and a lot of people won't when you come to that stuff. But when it comes to like loading, taking your time, loading quality stuff, even if it's not moving as quickly as you think it should, the fact of the matter is, is you're going to make more money on that low float on that low float stock, on that high quality stock. You know that might be in dubs or whatever. When it does move, you're going to make more money investing in that than you than you will putting that money in a savings account and holding it for twelve months. This is the thing about the OTC, man. Like it's better than the bank as crazy as it is people selling chocolate flavored deodorant i know i know you have companies selling water with uh infused hydrogen in it and all this other crazy snake shit. like i know i get you bro but what i'm saying is is that in the midst of that bullshit you have about 25 to 40 percent of the otc is very quality it's very these are quality startups like and a lot of in, in what you're seeing now, another point I'm trying to make, what you're seeing now is you're seeing CEOs and management teams coming into the OTC space like never before. Like you're seeing CEOs from Fortune 500 companies, you know, you know, uh, that are that are transferring over to, to the OTC market and, and, and running companies in the OTC. And like I said in previous episodes, the OTC is the perfect avenue uh, to take your company public instead of going to a big board. And a lot of people don't want to get in bed with venture capitalists anymore. They don't want to get in bed with bankers anymore. They don't want to get in bed with institutions right off the bat. You know why? Because institute. he who has the gold makes the rules. So that what that means is if I'm if I'm if I'm front running you. If I'm bankrolling you, you're my bitch. Like I can tell you what to do in so many ways. Like I'm I have the leverage because I put up all the money. Whoever puts the money up has the leverage. They get to the say so. See what I'm saying? Like get like, you know, wrap your head around that for a minute. Like, but if 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 I can, if I'm a, you know, if I got a couple million or whatever, or me and my team put together, we got we're sitting on a couple million, you know, 50, 60, something million by, by ourselves. <clears throat> excuse me we can buy a shell or reverse merge into a shell company on the otc market that has a decent share structure take some of our own um, capital clean up the share structure make it even more quality over time you know doing buybacks and share reductions and retiring shares and things of that nature which you're seeing a big influx in also and after that then we can bring in some some quality m&a's we can bring some quality uh, team members in, you know, from, from other um, Fortune 500 companies. And then then on top of that, a lot of people are not peeping the fact that a lot of these upper level managers and stuff that's taking over these companies, they have a lot of industry connections that your average OTC guy, your OTC CEO that might have had a couple hundred thousand dollars and bought a share cor- a shell corporation with an LLC attached to it, he doesn't know the first thing about whatever type you know type of business he wants he or she wants to run so it's better for that person to just sell it to like an actual legit person a legit ceo let them do a reverse merger and then boom this company that's that might have 40 50 60 100 million dollars in liquid assets or something already privately now all of a sudden they're public and they didn't have to go through vc money they didn't have to go through institutional banking money None of that, sh- none of that Wall Street shit. They can literally just, just literally backdoor their way into the OTC, and then and then have like a three to five year plan to uplist to Nasdaq or 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 the NYSE or, the or whatever, and and they can just build their company slowly off of the radar of institutions. Institu- and think about it, if it's a penny stock, institutions can't even technically manipulate it. They can't even really buy into it because it's because the price is so low. So and then you and i'm speaking to the to the investors now you as an investor you get first dibs on these companies you get first dibs you understand me like you can you can jump in at the ground level when the shit is like just getting started when the blueprints are still being laid out you can get in super early build a core position and you can and then you can build another position on top of your core position and you can trade that and leave your fucking core position alone and let that grow with the company. And you can just trade off your other position. Like, if, like, give you an example. If a company, if I found a company, did some due diligence on it, it was in a really hot sector or in a sector that's going to be hot in the next two to five years or, or even a year from now. And I found it and it's in low dubs. Let's say it's like 002. And I, and I got 10 grand laying around. I do my due diligence on it. Everything looks great. I check out management. Everything looks solid. Background looks solid. No shady dealings. I check. I check whatever filings is are available. That looks good. No convertible notes or very little. Share structure strong. You know uh, they have some up and coming product lines that look that look very tasty. Look very appetizing for future revenue growth, profitability, etc. I, I have a certain level of conviction. Yeah. I'm gonna buy a, a core position at double zero two. I'm gonna spend two grand, and I'm gonna buy a million shares of that. Especially if if it's if it's a, a low float, under like eight nine hundred million or, or, or lower. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna I'm gonna get two million shares. I'm gonna spend four grand and get two million shares right out the gate, and then I'm gonna have have six more thousand. I'm gonna literally. Watch the company, and I'm gonna get another position that I can trade off of. Remember, my, and this is just me speaking for me. Like I, what I would do, I would I would buy two million shares. That's my core position, and I'd buy like let's say another half a million shares that I'm gonna trade. And I would literally only trade 500. I would treat it as if I only have five hundred thousand shares, when when in reality when it's all said and done I'll have 2.5 million shares but I'm not touching the 2 the 2 million shares I'm not touching that until it hits 5 10 15 30 cent You know what I'm saying I'm trying to yank 300k 600k out of this in a year to 2 years and I'm willing to wait I'm willing to wait 2 years to get 600k like where, what the hell else you gonna get a deal like that? You feel me? You're not gonna be dips, You're not gonna get that at a, in a bank account. Show me a bank where I can put four grand in, and then in two years time, I can potentially make anywhere from a hundred thousand to five hundred thousand dollars in, in twenty four months. Get the fuck out of here! Like slap yourself. Like you're not gonna find that, bro. The OTC is the way. Like, but you have to know. You have to really be serious about what the hell you're doing. This isn't like a casino, man. Like everybody this isn't emotional emotionally driven hype where everything is just it seems that way. It's very theatrical and the memes and the and the gifts and the rocket emojis and the volcano emojis. I know. I know. Like it, it, it's very uh it's very hypnotic and it and, and it really can get under your skin and get into your head and it can start doing things to your psyche. But you have to be level headed and logical enough to like ignore that shit. Even if it's being propagated by somebody that you respect in the market or somebody that you follow in the market. Like you have to be able to have your own mind at the end of the day. This this game is about having your own mind at the end of the day. We bounce, you know, I've I have plenty of friends that I bounce ideas off of, but at the end of the fucking day, I have my own mind. I have my own money and I have my own mind. And I play the market. The way I'm gonna play the market, the, w- the way it works for me, and I give my thoughts, my opinions, my techniques, my blueprints. You know, I just give them away because, like, nine times out of ten, people don't use them. I can tell you all day how I made a bunch of money, but like most of the time, people don't. I ain't even interest. They not. They don't even want to really do it because because it, it seems too difficult. It's more. It's easier to just like follow somebody and just piggyback off of what they tell you to do. But then when you lose money, when you make money, yeah, you know, yeah, you you all, you, you know, you dick riding, you know what I'm saying? But when you lose, the minute you lose money, then they're a shit person, they're a crook, they're a scammer, they're a pumper, and all that shit. That's why I'm like, bro, like, this is what I'm doing, like, you know, I don't care what you do, you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to help, like, I really am trying to help, because it really is a lot of, it's a, it's a, money is based on, on numbers, and numbers don't end, so me telling somebody how to get to it it's not hurting me i'm i'm running up my money regardless i'm running up a big bag regardless with or without whoever like you know what i'm saying i'm trying to help people that really just don't get it 90 percent of the mar- uh, retail just don't get it man you know they're just they're, they're really you know this dumb money they just people people with a pocket full of money and no imagination pocket full of money no discipline You know pocket full of money no vision you know and i'm and i'm just simply asking the market to be better to be more focused you know as we go into 2023 because there's tremendous opportunities out there you know if you just slow your mind down slow your roll, focus on quality things of that nature and i think the market like i said is going to get a really big makeover in the form of retail taking the game more seriously demanding more out of these ceos demanding more out of these companies you know and when i say demand more i mean like you know dilution uh but you know justifiable dilution you know uh dilution isn't all bad you know it it, it's like a it's like a you know it's like a bee sting you know you don't you know you don't want to just because you get stung by a bee doesn't mean you want to like eliminate all bees from the planet because then the planet could die So it's not like you get stung by one bee and you hate all bees, but it's like you have to kind of know that when you when you live around a beehive, you might get stung one day. You know, that's just what it is like. And that's how dilution is sometimes like it, it can be justifiable or it can just be excessive. Your your job as an investor is, you know, is to realize like what's excessive and what's justifiable and then act accordingly and move your money around accordingly. You know, and then, and please use investor relations. You know, if these, these companies have investor relations emails on otcmarkets.com, especially reach out to them and ask them questions, call the number, like do the work. Like this is your, this your money. It's your money, man. Like, like, why would you like throw, throw thousands of dollars into something because XYZ person told you to, because XYZ convinced you to and made and made the story sound so appealing that you just you just you disregard your own thoughts feelings and emotions and mindset or whatever like bro you better email these companies you better start asking questions you better start asking and and trying to figure out what's going on with the company what's going on with your money that's the thing that's what investing is like investing is investing you put your money into something that's gonna work harder you know then you're going to work necessarily like is, you're putting your money to work now if the company ain't working if your money ain't working for you then you just get your money up out of there that's the whole premise of it you know you're investing in a hardworking team a hard working management team a hard working machine and, and this machine goes out and it brings back a ROI it brings back a return on your investment for you you know you don't necessarily have to work for a company to invest in that's the cool part about investing you know I don't have to work for McDonald's Or be an employee from McDonald's to make money from McDonald's I can invest in McDonald's and then I can make money off the back of McDonald's making money that's how investing is you have to look at it like that it's like a it's a it's a give-and-take type of situation so this is part one I just wanted to like really touch on this real quick I'm gonna gonna, gonna expand and give my examples on uh, a few companies um, and and, and bring it all, all the way around you know full circle for anybody that's you know still hasn't you know got the point of what i'm trying to say i'll uh, i'll correlate it to a few companies you know i don't want to uh i don't want to be like i'm promoting anything so like but i'll keep it brief on a uh, part two but i just wanted to get this out here man like it just needs to be said like you have to get your mind right you know we got two months before uh the new year kicks off and please believe like the trading in, in OTC is going to get even more crazy. Um, you're not, you don't have as many, you know, ridiculous companies now. I mean, it's like they're either good or they're bad. Like it's not a lot of gray area anymore. It used to be a, like a really big gray area. It used to be like good, and then gray, and then like bad, like extremely bad. Now it's like either the company is like awesome fundamentally they getting their shit together fundamentally they're making revenue uh profits you know they have a shit ton of assets millions and hundreds of millions of dollars in assets like they own shit you know and, and those companies are being ignored and then the gray area has actually gotten really small it's not a lot of gray area where like companies are just like hey we're a public company we exist you should buy our stock and we don't really do shit we're just like a super hyper pump pumpity dumpity type, you know, stock and we just sell shares and we dilute the shit out of shares. And but hey, you know, we're gonna we're gonna tweet our asses off and we're gonna hype you up and we're gonna make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside, you know, to to the point to where you want to invest tens of thousands of dollars that we could potentially, you know, rug rug pull from you and take your money. And people still go for that, which is ridiculous. And then you have the companies that are like super bad. That like that do a reverse split, you know, in your sleep while you're sleeping, and drop a PR in the middle of the night, or uh, or they or they get a CE slapped on them, you know, a caveat and procure, you know, like they they get the death cross, you know, slapped on them by the OTC in the middle of the night and 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 screws and, and then screws all their shareholders because because once, once you get a CE, you, you can't even pull your money out. Like it's it's a wrap. Like it once it goes to the gray market, like you can't even pull your money out. It's just like dead. (laughs) It's like dead money. So like uh, you still got stuff like that out there, man. But quality plays are really starting to emerge. Man, a lot of companies are bringing in a lot of revenue and they're getting ignored. It's like I thought that's what we was in this for. I thought we were. I thought this is what the game was. You know, to invest in companies that make money. Like million McDonald's. Whenever you drop by McDonald's, it says over a billion served. Like, people ignore that because they like the food for whatever reason. They like the nuggets and the Big Macs and shit. But like, that sign is there in your face every time you go into a McDonald's. It's like, yeah, bitch. Like, we selling billions. We selling billions of fries, billions of Big Macs, billions of nuggets, like billions of milkshakes. Well, not not really the milkshakes because the machines always broke. But you get my point, like. They selling billions McDonald's has McDonald's damn near in all the countries like they have a global footprint like you know what it is with McDonald's you it's like a dope house they're in every town <laughs> they're, they're in every city slinging slinging them them, them burgers and them fries man they're everywhere they pumping they're on the corner pumping and you know that so it's the same thing man like with these OTC companies that are quality you have to like you got to honor that. If they're bringing in hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue, you got to honor that. If their share structure is really awesome, honor that. If their management is as transparent as possible, honor that. You know, ask ask the hard questions. They, should, if they If they're worth their salt, they should be able to give you a good answer. And if you don't like the answer, then bounce or sit on the sidelines and wait for them, you know, to, to, to satisfy you as an investor. Then you can get back in, you know what I'm saying? Like, but don't just glaze over it because like, Everybody is jumping on this one particular stock Bro, there's tens of thousands of stock Thousands I don't care what Twitter is talking about. I don't care what shit blowing up over here This comp it's always something running and it's always something Dive bombing so like that's just the market But the point is you want to be in the shit that's gonna like have some staying power some shit that's gonna be able to give you some like mega gains some big-time gains Life changing games. You know, shit that you can take the money and do some other shit with. And not so you won't have to stare at your damn computer every day. You feel me? That's part one. I'm out.
0: Thanks for listening to the Build or Destroy podcast. With your host, Anthony Barber Jr., a.k.a. The Builder. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into all the tips and tricks you can use to boss your life up. If you're interested in expanding your mind and reaching your definition of freedom and how these ideas and views can be applied in the real world, tap in with us next week. As always, you can head over to www.builderslsb.com to cop some motivation, dope merch and sign up to our email list and don't forget to check out all the links and resources in the show notes that's all for this episode folks and as always boss up instead of laying down